Welcome to Catholic Conversations. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the pro-life issue because I got a message in the in my email account from a person that I won't give their name. I'll give their first name. I don't think that's a big deal, who sent me some feedback. And I thought it would be interesting to share it and walk through it and try to see what's what's what what's what there maybe there are good criticisms some of its bad criticism but i'll let you decide what you think about it and uh hopefully we can come to a better understanding so here she says her name is monica i'll leave her last name anonymous she said adrian today is the last day that i will listen to your podcast Well, thank you very much, Monica, for listening to my podcast at all. I mean, I'm grateful that you spent any of your time dedicated to listening to my show. I am very grateful for that. I'm grateful for everyone who listens to even just one episode. She said, you presume that all Catholics agree about abortion and pro-choice. No, I don't presume that all Catholics agree about abortion and choice. In fact, I know for a fact that Catholics disagree about abortion and choice. The problem I have is that you should not disagree about abortion and choice. Abortion is evil. It's just a fact. It's just what it is because abortion is the murder of an innocent person. It is always wrong to murder, to kill an innocent person. The word murder literally means the killing of an innocent person. So if abortion is the killing of an innocent person, therefore it is wrong. And that's as simple as that. And so you, the question then becomes, is the infant in the womb a innocent person? Well, the person in the womb, the infant in the womb, is in fact a human person because it is fathered and mothered by human beings. Therefore, it's not a dog or cat or whatever else. It's a human person. It's alive because it grows. Things that grow, that develop, that change are alive. And that, that's what is happening to it, just like we see with plants and animals. So it is a human person, and it's innocent. It has done no wrong. It has committed no actual sin. And if it's committed no actual sin, then it is innocent, right? Okay, so therefore, you cannot kill it. And in terms of choice, well, I do believe that humans have choice. And we do have choice. But how are we going to use it? Are we going to use our freedom to choose to commit grave evil? Are we going to use our liberty that Christ has given us to do evil? Because that's not true liberty. True freedom is to choose to do the good, to love God. That's what our freedom is made for. A perversion of our freedom, licentiousness, one might use that phrase, licentiousness is the radical free will that we kind of think of, of, I can go and do anything. So technically, yeah, you do have the choice. You also have the choice to walk down the street and just murder random people in the street, but that would be wrong. That would be evil. It is just as evil, if not more, because it is your own child. In the case of abortion, you're planning on killing your own child, and that's always a graver sin because you have a duty and a responsibility to care for that child. So that's why I say that. I don't think that all Catholics agree about it. In fact, I know for a fact, because you yourself are a Catholic, I presume, and are, yeah, you do say you're a Catholic in just a second, and you disagree with me. That's a problem. Catholics should agree about this, because the church has no freedom here 
to allow for someone to say abortion is good. Anyway, I'll continue. Perhaps your podcast is kind of like Fox News, there to present one viewpoint. No, my podcast is definitely not like Fox News. Fox News is not good. I mean, it's better than some other channels, but it's not good. Fox News is not Catholic. Fox News does not present the truth of the gospel. Yes, I present one viewpoint. I present, I present the viewpoint of the truth. That's it. I don't want any other viewpoint. Now, I will allow other people on my show to have conversations. I've had my, my cousin Stephen on talk about his experience as a Protestant, as a reformed, quote-unquote, Protestant. And we talked about that, and we had a great discussion. I had my friend who left the Catholic faith, I had him on, to talk about why he left the church. I'm more than happy to have conversations with people and have different viewpoints. But ultimately, I'm going to only present the truth as true, and that's it. If you come on my show and you disagree with me, well, we can have that kind of discussion. I had a debate with a Protestant on salvation. That's fine. I'll do that. And if you would like to come on my show, I'd be happy to have you on. We could talk about these issues. And if there's someone else I would want to, I'd be interested in the conversation, depending on who it is. I'd have to make sure that they could be charitable and that we could have a genuine conversation. I'm totally open to that. But I'm only going to show the truth as true. And I'm not going to endorse falsehood. That's just not going to happen. I, that's not what this is for. This is for evangelizing. This is for the building up of someone's faith. This is for informing. That's what this is for. That's why I'd made this podcast. Uh, she goes on, I am a Democrat, a mother, a Catholic, and pro-choice. I'm also pro-life. Those are contradictory statements. You cannot be pro-life and pro-choice. If you are for the killing of innocent babies, if you're okay with other people killing their babies, well, then you're anti-life. You're against life. That's as simple as. I'm a Democrat. Well, you know, there was once a time where being a Democrat would be okay, but now the Democrat policies include supporting the LGBT agenda, support the transing of children, support the, what else, <laughs> abortion, support all sorts of things that are just inconscionable as Catholics. And I'm sure if I had prepared, I could probably make a whole list of things that Democrats support that are bad. That are bad. Now, are Republicans perfect? No. I don't identify as a Republican either. That's why I don't like Fox News, because Republicans don't have things right either. They're better than the Democrats because they're slightly better, because most Republicans support gay marriage now. But at least they're not supporting transing their children. It's as simple as that. We have to choose the best of the evils, right? And so the Democrat Party is just evil. They support socialism, communism. That's condemned by the church. You can't support that. So I vote Republican because I really have no other choice. Would I prefer a Catholic ruler who has Catholic values? Of course. Praise be to God. Maybe one day I'll be a king and I will institute laws that reflect the law divine. That would be a great day. Praise be to God. But probably not going to happen. And probably not going to happen. And I mean, that's just we're going to have to live in the circumstance we are given and try to make the best of it. So anyway, I'll continue. She says, I am against the death penalty, and I do not wish for any woman to have to go through an abortion. Okay, well, I'm not sure what the death penalty has to do with abortion, because the death penalty is not murder. Because like I said earlier, murder is the intentional killing of an innocent person. Now, the death penalty is not killing of an innocent person. And the death penalty is done 
by the state. And so the death penalty is, in fact, a moral thing. The church has endorsed the death penalty for the history of the church up until John Paul II, who was the first person, the first pope, to even portray the idea that the death penalty might not be good. And on this matter, Cardinal Ratzinger, who would be Pope Benedict XVI very quickly after this, very soon after this, he, as the head of the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith, said that you can disagree with the Pope on this matter and still be a faithful Catholic. He said that is not the case for abortion. You cannot present yourself for Holy Communion if you support abortion. These are two different things, very, very different things. And then Pope Francis came out with a little bit stronger language saying it is inadmissible in all cases. But the question becomes, what is the reality of it? Well, you have one pope saying it's wrong. Then you have JP2 suggesting that it might not be always good. And then the rest of all of church history saying that it is good. In fact, there used to have be a papal executioner in Rome. How is that? One day I'm going to do a whole show on just the death penalty alone. But uh, right now, I'm not going to go into it too much further. But the, that's a very important point. The death penalty cannot be compared to abortion because abortion is, in fact, evil. You go on and say, I do not wish for any woman to have to go through an abortion. Why? Why do you wish that no woman have to go through an abortion? If an abortion is not killing of an innocent person, who cares, right? It's just another surgery. You wouldn't be any more concerned about a woman going through an abortion than they would if they just needed, I don't know, a kidney, a kidney removed or a cancer removed. Sure, you might say, oh, I don't want her to go through an abortion because it might hurt the woman. But what about the baby? Why is it that we have an instinctive reaction against it? Because remember, the Democrat line used to be safe, legal, and rare. I want the abortion to be safe, legal, and rare. Now... They've kind of got rid of that completely. No one's saying that anymore. Why? Because why does it need to be rare if it's just another medical procedure? If it's just another medical procedure, then who cares? Just do it all, all you want, right? But it's, we know intrinsically that it, this is not like other medical procedures, that this is, in fact, the killing of an innocent life. You go on and say, unfortunately, those on the right view life through a narrow lens. I don't know what you mean. Life is... Someone who is, I don't know, I don't want to be redundant and say someone who is alive, but a, I don't know, life is, how am I going to define it? I'm off the top of my head, I'm trying to think, is something that can grow, something that can change, is alive. Now, that's not a really great definition because then you would say, what about God? What about those in heaven, right? They are still alive, but they don't grow and change, or at least God doesn't grow and change. So a human life is a life that grows and changes. It has development. So I'll uh, leave it at that for now. Maybe I'll revisit that point. Uh, he goes, you go on and say, and this is the reason why I'm so disgusted by podcasts like yours, that within the first two minutes talk about killing babies. When no one, I repeat, no one wants to kill babies. What do you mean? I don't, I'm, I'm, genuinely, I'm genuinely flabbergasted by what you're saying. And I'm just going to continue reading and I'll come back. Everyone wants a baby to be born into a loving household. Unfortunately, that is not always how it works. Pregnancies occur for a number of reasons. This might be a newsflash for you, sir, but men participate in pregnancies. There's no conversation about men's role in any of this, ever. 
Okay. These are, these are separate issues. The pro-life issue, the issue of abortion, is about killing babies. That's what it's about. Do I think that men should be obliged to stay with their, their person they get, they get pregnant? Yes, I do think that. I support marriages. I support the constant. I would be overjoyed if no-fault divorce was overturned and got rid of, thrown in the garbage bin. No-fault divorce is evil. It is, in fact, evil. You should not be able to divorce your spouse, and you should get married to the person you impregnate. But that is, the, but that is besides the point because abortion is evil in and of itself. No, There's no external factors that make abortion good. And that's exactly what it is. No one, I repeat, no one wants to kill babies, except people do. That's what everyone who commits abortion is doing. Unless you're trying to tell me that they're not doing that, which I would like to understand what exactly you think is happening in an abortion. You say everyone wants a baby to be born into a loving household. Yeah, that's great. I do want a baby to be born in a loving household. Unfortunately, that's not always how it works. Exactly. And so you should just kill them instead if, it, if they can't be? I, I don't understand what you're, what you're getting at here. I really would like you to explain to me what you mean here. I, that just boggles my mind what you're saying. Because, yeah, yes, men participate in pregnancies. I'm well aware of how biology works. And men should stay with their spouses. There should not be people engaging in premarital sex. That is wrong. That is immoral. They should, that should not be allowed. Contraception should not be allowed. And you're going to say, oh, but what about contraception is necessary to prevent pregnancies so that way they don't have abortions? That's actually not the case. The use of contraception increases the amount of abortions. Why? Because if the only way to prevent an abortion, the only way to prevent a pregnancy is abstinence, then people will just abstain from sexual relations in order to not get pregnant. But if you think that you can have, quote-unquote, safe sex, which does not exist. There's no such thing as safe sex outside of the bounds of marriage because someone's always going to get hurt. But if you are using contraception, well, then you feel like you can have, engage in the sexual relations and the marital act as much as you want and not have any consequences. But contraception's not foolproof. In fact... The more you do it, the more likely you are to have an error in the contraception. And if there's an error, well, then you have to abort the baby to get rid of it, right? Because that's not what you wanted. That's what they call an unplanned pregnancy. But every time someone engages in the marital act, they should be expecting a baby. That's the natural result of the marital act is a baby. And so that's what someone should be expecting if they were having marital relations. And so, therefore, it should never have be unplanned or unexpected. It should be expected. You should say you're engaging the marital act with the intention of conceiving a child. That's as simple as, right? So, let me move on. Because that I would be for banning contraception as well. This is all consistent. This is very consistent of me. I think if you think I'm being inconsistent in some way, let me know. It goes on, if the Catholic Church was truly pro-life, it would be the first in line to champion for national health care, excellent parental care, a support system for all women during, before, during, and after the pregnancies, and strive to ensure that every child from birth through adulthood receives an equitable and excellent education, family support, and health care. Wow. 
That is a lot. So basically you're saying you're, you have to be – if you're going to be pro-life, you're going to call yourself pro-life, you have to agree with all of my political positions. And if you do not agree with all my political positions, then you clearly are not pro-life. No, I don't think you understand. Pro-life is referring to preserving life, not preserving the quality of life, but preserving your life itself. Because you have no other rights if your right to life does not exist. All, other, all your other rights can be taken away if you don't have the fundamental right to be born. That's the thing that matters most. Everything else comes afterwards. That's secondary. Now, all these different topics that you're bringing up are topics that can be discussed. We can have people sit down and have discussions about policies, about politics, and that's what that is. But I don't normally talk about politics on my podcast. Not usually. Occasionally I have, and I'd be willing to have conversations about politics, but that's what this is. National health care, that's a political issue that can be debated. You're not a good or bad Catholic because you support a particular view of health care. Now, there are bad forms because if it becomes communistic or socialistic, well, then we're getting into socialism and communism, which is condemned by the church. So now we have to be careful. We have to address each particular issue that you bring up, and we have to discuss it and how it fits within the Catholic framework through the principles of subsidiarity and solidarity. And then we can discuss which ones work, which ones don't, which ones need to be adjusted, which ones can change. And do I think the American healthcare system and parental care system and all those things are good? No. Of course they can be better. Of course they can be better. And I'd be more than happy to find a way to make them better. But the answer isn't just make the whole world communist. That doesn't, that doesn't solve the problem. You said excellent parental care. What does that mean? Oh, you said prenatal care. My apologies. Excellent prenatal care. Is there bad? What do you mean by excellent prenatal care? Uh, I'm under the impression. I'm currently under the impression. I could be wrong. That people do get prenatal care when they go to the hospital to get their child born, right? I, I honestly don't know what you mean. I mean, right now, the... There's huge issues with supply chain issues with getting baby formula, and that's a serious issue, but that's a political issue. That's not a, like, obviously, as, as a human being, as a Catholic, I'd be supportive of parents having food for their children, obviously. What I don't, you have to explain yourself. Excellent prenatal care. I don't understand what you mean by that. In fact, I honestly think that we should move away from the hospital system for giving birth, because I think the hospital system is charging an absurd amount of money to give birth. It's like a ridiculous amount of money, but that's actually because of insurance. That's because of the current model of healthcare that lets the government and insurance pay the hospitals. So the hospitals jack up the prices because they know that the person will end up only having to pay a some kind of deductible, and people who don't have that are now stuck with the bill. So I would, I'm more than happy to move towards a wet nursing, to having some kind of home birth and things like that. I think those are the way to go. I have a friend who's currently in school to do become a wet nurse, not a wet nurse, a at home do at home births. Anyways, a support system for all women before, during, and after the pregnancies. That I don't know what you mean by that either. How can, how what what policies? What what would you do? To do that because they think that's the support system for all women before during and after the pregnancies well you can't guarantee that ever 
You can never guarantee that because what is the support system? It can't be the government. It can't be your the state or the federal government. It has to be your family, your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your sisters, your brothers. That's what it has to be. And so how do you get that? Well, you have to build a Catholic community. You have to have lots of kids. And currently, our generation is going to have to suffer through the fact that we don't have those things. But we're going to have to look forward to the hope that our children will and our grandchildren will. And how do we do that? By having kids, by having lots of kids and raising them in the faith. If we have lots of kids and raise them in the faith and show them the proper way to live life and to respect your family and to be there for your family and put your family first, have this idea that our families are in fact important, like sending our grandparents to nursing homes. That's horrible. Nursing homes are an awful thing. Now, is there cases where nursing homes are necessary? Of course. But the idea that, oh, I need to save money for myself and so that way I can go to a nursing home and I'm old or I'm buy a, pay, pay for a good nursing home or hire a nurse to take care of me. No, you're, that's what your kids are for. Your kids are supposed to take care of you. That's the whole point. You raise your kids and you take care of them. You change their diapers. And when, they're, and when you're old and they're growing up, they take care of you. They provide for you. That's just a natural order of things. And we've completely abandoned that. And how do we fix that? Well, there's no policies that are going to do that. We just have to, it's all about the faith. It's about conversion. It's about pushing people toward those things. So these are definitely things that can be talked about and should be talked about. But these are separate issues from whether or not people should kill babies. The next question, and strive to ensure that every child from birth through adulthood receives an equitable and excellent education, family support, and health care. Yeah, so there you go again. It's a political issue about equitable and excellent education. What does that mean? Is the public school system not good enough? I think the public school system is awful and should be completely destroyed. I think you'd be better off not giving your kid any education because the public school system is so bad. But I think families should be homeschooling. But what do you mean by equitable? I'm curious about the definition of the word equitable that you're using there. What do you mean by that word? Do you mean everybody should have the same results? Do you think that everybody should get the same kind of health uh, education? That's just not how life works. If you have more money and you're able to send your kid to a boarding school or a high-end school, well, then that's just what it happens. People are born in different situations. And that's, it just is what it is. Life's not fair. I mean, that's what people always tell you, right? That's what I was told growing up. Life's not fair. Some people are born poor. Some people are born rich. You don't get to choose those things. What you do get to choose is how you, are, how you respond to what you've been dealt, right? How do you respond to the grace that God gives you? Do you have to have, and what, do you, what, what is an excellent education? Define an excellent education. Does it mean you do really good in your SAT scores? Would some, some kids are smarter than other kids. Some kids are not. That's just the way it works. That's just how it turns out. And so what is an excellent education? I would say an excellent education is one that directs us towards the good, the true, and the beautiful. And that's it. It's not about preparing for a job. Those things come later. That comes with internships. That comes with working. You should be, your kids should be helping out, helping dad work and different things learn some skills, learn some real-life skills. But that's a separate question. 
There could be a whole conversation about education. I'd be happy to have it. I have very strong opinions about the education system. In fact, I've done interviews about it in the past, not on Catholic Conversations, but in other places. I'd be happy to send them to you. You go on, it talks about family support and healthcare. There's no kind of, there's no kind of government policy that can, that can guarantee family support. But certainly, allowing people to kill their babies is not going to allow family support. You have, you, we have to abolish abortion before anything else can move forward on a culture of life. You can't have a culture of life whenever the fundamental right to be born is not present. How could you even talk about the idea that we should have universal health care and equitable and excellent education, family support and health care from birth to through adulthood if they don't even have a right to be born? You're saying we should be providing health care for that baby, but not before he's born. Before they're born, they can, you know, it's whatever. I don't understand that position. It doesn't make sense. You go on, where, where is that part of the conversation? Well, I'm happy to have that part of the conversation. That's why I'm doing this. I'm responding to your email. And I was going to type out a response, but I wanted to do a whole video going through point by point because it's quite a bit that you bring up here. And each one of these could be a whole thing in and of itself. But this is not the point. This is not what I was trying to get across. You can't be all things to all people in every situation. If someone said, I always ask, I'm open to having, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, soapbox, negativities, positivities, or anything in between, you can contact me. If you have suggestions for future shows, you can contact me, and I'd be happy to cover those things. But that's not, that's not my point in the last episode, the last podcast I did on that topic. You said, you can't talk about being pro-life if you don't want to fully engage in the entirety of the conversation. No, that's, that's what I keep reiterating over and over again. Being pro-life means a particular thing. The seamless garment idea that came from Cardinal Bernadine is false. Not all issues are the same. The life issue, being born, is fundamental. It is primary. The other issues are secondary. That can be discussed. That can be disputed. But the life issue is dogmatic. We cannot have any other position than the fact that murder is wrong. That's it. It's in the Ten Commandments. God has told us himself, thou shalt not murder. So hopefully uh, you'll listen to this podcast. I'm going to send it to you. You said, I will not be listening to your podcast again, and I would not encourage any of my friends to listen to it. Shame on you for fanning the flames. Signed, Monica, and I won't give her last name. Well, Monica, I did this whole podcast just for you, and I'm posting it everywhere because I'm sure other people have the same position that you do, have the same ideas that you do, and let me know what you think. I'm trying to be as charitable as I can. I mean, you're clearly upset with me, uh, telling that I'm faming the flames, telling that you're not going to listen again, you will not encourage your, your friends to listen, saying that I am like Fox News, and clearly you meant that in a derogatory way. But, you know, Monica, I, I will pray for you. I will say a rosary for you today, the day that I'm recording this. And I really, I, I desire that you come into a full understanding of the faith and a love for the patrimony that was given to us. Because politics is not the answer. It never was and never will be. The answer is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have to 
love God first and foremost. That's why St. Augustine said, love God and do what thou wilt, right? Because if you love God, you will keep his commandments. And if you love God, then everything else flows forth from that. So if you love God, then you won't want abortion to be a thing, but you will want to help people. You will want the good for others. Because what does it mean to love? Love is to will the good of the other for the sake of the other. That's what it means to love. So I'm going to close by that. I'm closing to Hail Mary. Uh, please pray for Monica and please pray for other people who hold the same positions. And if, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, soapbox and negativities or positivities or anything in between, feel free to contact me at FonsecaProduction at gmail.com. And that'll pretty much conclude it. I will be doing another episode pretty soon because I got another email asking about the Luminous Mystery. So I'll be doing an episode on that pretty soon. And I have a ton of things that I want to do that I just haven't got around to. I still want to do the transhumanism thing and I'd want to do the death penalty thing. So those are two things that are on my list of things to do. But if I get interesting emails that I think other people will benefit from hearing about, I will record a podcast in response to the emails. So now you know. Anyway, we'll close out, uh, conclude with a Hail Mary and we'll be done. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death, amen. St. Vincent Ferrer, pray for us. Our Lady Guadalupe, patroness of the unborn, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen.